You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. It's great to start the week with our next guest. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're chatting with artist Rachel Smith, who's the producer of the Hong Kong Stories podcast. Now, it's also a local non-profit organization. It's an English-speaking grassroots storytelling organization. And uh, we'll hear more with Rachel this after- uh, this morning. Rachel, great to have you back on the show. How are you doing? I'm just fine, thank you. I'm glad I don't have to wait until this afternoon. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having us on. I'm I'm really well, although it's a bit rainy today. Exactly. It's a bit gloomy today. Uh, we are live, as you said. Uh, we're on Facebook this morning. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And you'll be able to see and hear Rachel there. Um, so we, we spoke during the pandemic and it was so great uh, that, you know, you and your team were able to put on uh, some shows because I think the public has really uh, longed for that sort of interaction. And, and the pandemic has been a, a very lonely period with all these isolations. Um, let's back up a little bit, Rachel, for some of our listeners who may not be so familiar with Hong Kong stories. Just explain a little bit. What do you do there? Um, so I'm the producer of Hong Kong stories. Uh, that's just a fancy title to say that I work with the other people who run the group. Um, and there's quite a few of us uh, all work together. And we volunteer our time because we're a not for profit society and we volunteer our time because we love storytelling and so um, my kind of role is to tie a few things together and to kind of stay on top of the uh, production making sure we've got dates booked and things like that so uh, we actually have a show coming up on the 26th of may which is our next show it's called it has the theme of each of our shows has a theme this has the theme of all at sea sounds very exciting doesn't it it does. So we try and find themes for our shows, which are kind of a little bit um, vague, <laughs> really. <laughs> vague is the right word for it, so that we can have a whole bunch of stories that fit in. This one's kind of like being unsure, confused, undecided, out of the water, um, feeling maybe a little in over your head. <laughs> which we all feel so like all that those- from time to time. Right. So uh, we're looking for stories that are going to fit into that theme. And then we pull them together and people come and tell their true first person stories live on stage uh, on the 26th of May at the Fringe Club, which is it's pretty exciting. All of our shows so far. I mean, I shouldn't I guess I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't assume. Right. So far, all of our shows have been amazing. (laughs) Maybe this one's going to be rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) They're all amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who are some of these storytellers? Who are the people who, who you've come across who participate uh, in Hong Kong oh Stories? Oh my goodness, we have the most amazing storytellers. So Hong Kong Stories was started as a way of connecting with people in our community in a, by not asking, you know, what do you do and how much do you make and where do you come from? So instead, this is a way of saying, hey, I'm human. I have human experiences and this is what they feel like. And so we've met people, I mean, you know, I have one lady who came for a long time. She's moved away from Hong Kong since then, but she, I knew her as the lady whose husband ate apples in bed. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually know what she did for a living. <laughs> and that's just and that doesn't matter happened, because you, know? you knew her as the person that she is and her husband. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of the wildest experience to know people for different reasons. You know, there's one gentleman who came to us who... Um, got blocked by a herd of buffalo while driving through a park in America. 
don't know anything about what he what the rest of his life, but I do know that he knows how to drive through a snowstorm and deal with buffaloes. Um, <laughs> so you get end up having a lot of different people from a lot of walks of life telling one tiny little snippet of their lives, and through that you connect. Uh, we know we've done a good job when you connect when the audience members come up to you afterwards and say, "Oh, that happened to me too." You know? The shared so experience, it's, it's, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's just a way of finding something out about someone. Maybe it's you're, you're having an, you're not so good at conversation, or maybe you're not too sure what to say to people, or maybe you're worried about the difference in status, or you're worried about your accent, or you're worried about whatever it is that you worry about. Well, this is a way of just breaking down those barriers and allowing people to have conversations about things that are important to them, though maybe not, you know, hugely important it's just something that's happened to you as a person instead of as a um you know this kind of person or that sort of person so uh, and that way we build community and we've been really really fortunate and we have managed to go all the way through covid um we did have quite a few shows although not as many as we usually do <laughs> uh we ended up having only four or five shows, I think, in 2022, which is quite a lot less. We usually have 13 or 14 shows per year. So we were down quite a lot. Um, but we did manage to keep going. We managed to keep connected with one another. And, you know, now we're back to closer to full strength. Uh, we had a show in February, March, uh, April. We just finished our April show, which was really awesome. <laughs> and then uh, we've got one more coming up in may which is all at sea and we actually have a june show as well planned though we haven't got anything planned beyond that we will have more shows we just haven't done any planning beyond it because you know now that covid's over we're all very short term aren't we <laughs> two months is good enough so the june show is called asking for a friend and how do you and your team come up with these themes i like the fact that you use vague because i think keeping it open ended invites a lot more sort of creativity or imagination but how do you go about setting these themes we actually just uh, if you're one of our main hosts that means that you've hosted workshops before and you've been on stage a couple of times and you know the kind of drill of how this storytelling gig works then um you're kind of invited to a whatsapp group and we'll brainstorm a few different ideas if you don't have one yourself, or you might be just holding on to one that uh, you know you thought of a long time ago, and you're like, oh, I can't wait until my turn to host again comes up because I've got this really great one. So <laughs> recent ones have been things like reveal, lost in translation, you know, oopsie, ooh la la was the last one. <laughs> so I like them. I like them a lot. Very good. They're super fun to play with. And as soon as you tell people your theme, you know, you get people in the group are texting saying, oh, I've got one about that. Oh, I've got one about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good that's a good indication. That's a good theme. Yeah. Yeah. So then people will pitch. And we're actually we had pitch workshops coming up um, on Tuesday the 9th and Saturday the 13th. Um, so if you feel like, listeners, if you feel like you have a story for all at sea, if you've ever been stuck, if you have been unsure, if you've ever just been completely discombobulated, which is one of my favorite words, um, <laughs> Good word. then you can come along. You can sign up on Meetup. 
uh, or you can email us on our website and just tell us you want to come along. And what you do is just show up with a couple of other people and you tell your story. And oftentimes the first time you tell a story, uh, it's really rough, right? You come in and you just say, okay, so there's this um, story about, you know, for example, the first thing that came up from my mind for asking for a friend was there's a story about when my husband and I were getting married and, you know, the minister said, do you take to be your lawfully wedded husband? And I said, can I phone a friend? I thought it was really funny, <laughs> but my mother did not. <laughs> she thought it was inappropriate, <laughs> which might be true, but you know, um, that's the one that came up for asking for a friend. So I might take that one to the pitch workshop uh, for next month and say, this is what I've got. And then the host will ask a bunch of questions. So where were you? Who were you with? When was this, you know, and just kind of flesh out that story. And then the other people who are listening too. this is the really wonderful thing about doing this kind of style of storytelling is that the other people in the group will also say, hey, I was a bit confused by that point. Or oh, I really like the way you said that or what you said there. That's really interesting. And so together, collaboratively, you build your story as well. It's your story. We don't change the details, but we change how you tell it to make it a better story. That's amazing because you get instant feedback and you get and and you get all these uh, constructive comments that you're able to sometimes um, because you we know the story very well but sometimes it's great to have that fresh pair of ears fresh eyes to give you the feedback um, and what works exactly. and what doesn't and work you, and because you do know the story very well it's really important for you to listen to what your audience wants to hear because they're the ones that will tell you what's missing or what's not conveyed as well as you could or what you might need to say differently next time. They're the ones that are going to tell you that and give that information. So it's, it's, it's just the best form of public speaking. It's really inclusive. It's really friendly. It's really non-judgmental. And you get all this practice at being a good communicator and a good public speaker for free. <laughs> and that's really important <laughs> Not bad, right? <laughs> in this day and age where everything and, you know, the AIs are coming for our jobs and, and whatnot. Um, we're stuck behind a screen. A lot of times people don't even pick up the phone to call people anymore. We're texting each other. So this is such a, a, a good skill to, to brush up on. Do you get people coming on and, and just saying, I don't really get this opportunity to speak in front of a crowd or speak to so many people? And What do people tell well, them? What do you tell um, them? Funnily enough, the lady who's actually, um, there's a lady called Leslie, who's actually going to be our host in June um, for asking for a friend. And she, the first time she came to a workshop, she said, oh, I, I don't really do public speaking. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm, 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 I'm going to do this once and never again, you know. And then what do you <laughs> know, she's behold, up on our yeah. stage fairly often. She's amazing. She's just a really, really accomplished storyteller. She's got this really natural vibe and this ability to share. And she sounds so perfect up on stage. But, you know, she came saying, no, 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 I'm not interested. I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm going to go once and that's it. Um, and we get a lot of people coming through like that. We get a lot of local people coming through and saying, oh, my English isn't so good. Or, you know, I'm not too comfortable in, in this language or I'm not so comfortable doing public speaking. And what do you know? They come back and do it again because it's it's fun. It's actually really fun. Exactly. Um, you know, it's work, but it's it's also fun. It, you get you get a bit of 
validation for being a human being and um, you get a validation for doing a good job and, and you feel good about it and you connect with people and you don't necessarily get that kind of connection at work or even in your social life necessarily because there's often just um, a, a way of uh, that people are um, connecting with you and this way is, is kind of pure and undemanding. Absolutely. And and Rachel, sometimes, you know, I get guests who come on and, and they say, oh, my English isn't good. I won't be able to. But sometimes I got to say, those are the guests who are really able to convey their idea, their concept of their startup or their NGOs or, or whatever in a really, in a really authentic way. Um, yeah. um, and, and the accent has nothing to do with the way you storytell. Um, um, and sometimes it, it adds to the authenticity. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure you, you'll be able mm-hmm. to, to, to explain even better. Um, one thing I wanted to touch upon was that you said, you know, that the types of people. And one thing that comes to mind is, are, are the people usually extroverts or are they sometimes introverts, but really be able to tell a story? Yeah, um, I, I, I want to pick your brain about this. What's we your observation? We get all kinds. We literally get all kinds of people. We get people who come and tell one story and never come back again because they've accomplished it and they've done it and they felt good. But, you know, that was enough. Um, so we get introverts, we get extroverts, we get all sorts. We get people who come and say, oh, my story's not very interesting. I don't think anybody will like this. Trust us. We're very, very good at this. We can, we can help you make any story beautiful and we can help you put any story together where it's easier to say, if you have trouble pronouncing certain words, you know, why are you trying to pronounce those words? Let's, let's find another give you something easier to say. Yeah. We get a lot of people who come with like a very beautiful literary, liter- literary style writing. And we're like, you know, it's really hard to say that stuff. It's really, really beautiful to read, but it's really hard to say it because remembering all those word patterns and things is really tough. Why don't you simplify it? And, you know, it usually works pretty well. Occasionally you get people who can do that, but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, so and we even have a, a student one, too, that's geared towards students that that uh, we do every year. Um, and that has students from all over Hong Kong. Exactly. And they're amazing. They are students and, and children have this sort of way of um, they don't really uh, un- unfiltered and they just, you know, say what they 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 really think. And that's sort of important. Now, who are some of the audience then who come to the events? And then because they're the ones who come up to the, the participants and say, oh, that also. Ha-. So who are some of these people? Again, all walks of life. Uh, last last um, show, we had a, a young girl, maybe 10 years old, uh, and her parents were there. Um, we have uh, we have you know people who are local, people who are foreign, people from all walks of life, all different areas, um, and we, we get visitors coming in too because they've heard storytelling in other places and they see our information and they uh, they'll come along because they know what a storytelling show sounds like. Um, so we really do get just a huge variety. There's no typical storytelling audience, just like there's no typical storyteller. Um, we really do get a huge variety of people coming in. So anybody, anybody who thinks they might like to hear a story, who doesn't like to hear a story? 
Everyone loves to hear stories. And speaking of hearing, you can. Um, I know, Rachel, you produce the podcast for, for Hong Kong Stories. How do you go about, we've only got a few minutes before the 11.30 news, how do you go about choosing the creme de la creme? How do you go about sort of curating uh, which ones to include in your podcast? If, you, um, if you've told a story on our stage, you've already gone through a month worth of rehearsals. We, we rehearse with you before you go up on stage. Um, so unless you actually request not to be on stage or occasionally it's because the uh, sometimes the audio doesn't record properly during the show because we record all the audios during the show um or you've mentioned somebody's name and you you know then you said later i don't actually want that that on there um everything else gets podcasted they're amazing and you know if i'm going to curate the podcasting the problem with that is that i might like a certain kind of story but you like a different kind and we're about community. We're not about me. So, um, you know, I, I really put everything up there. And there's, there's stories that I don't like as much. You know, I think, oh, that story wasn't that exciting. Or I think it could have been told better. And as soon as I'm thinking that, almost invariably, somebody, somebody in the else audience will, will come up and say, I love that story. That was my favorite <laughs> one. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why we change hosts each month as well, so that we don't end up with the same kind of stories all the time and the same idea of stories. So it's just really lovely to have that variety. Yeah. You mentioned just now, so some, someone might rehearse for a month and then end up not going on stage. Does that happen often? And how do you go about persuading? I don't know, because we haven't had that happen before. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the time you've rehearsed, it, it's... You kind of, you know, you've got eight other people there helping you to feel better about your life and who are also nervous. And you just kind of, it's all part of the community building. Exactly. Well, Rachel, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. The next show is on the 26th of May at the Fringe Club. How can our listeners and how can our audience uh, find out a little bit more? Where can they go to? Is there a website that they can go to? There is. We've got a website, hongkongstories.com. That links to everything else, all our social media, all that kind of stuff. And it links to our, there's ticketing links on there as well. You can also find the ticketing links on the Fringe Club website, I believe, or Artmate. Excellent. So you can come and listen, see what it's like. Absolutely. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to having you back on next time to talk about more things, your art even, um, uh, because Rachel is a renowned uh, artist here in Hong Kong. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to more chats with you soon. Thank you so much, Rachel Smith, the producer of Hong Kong thank Stories. You. Thank you very much.